Hello, and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or welcome back. Hey, Dan, how are you? Or welcome to the 14 Questions. Or welcome, yeah, new new listeners, old listeners. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. And as most people know, I always ask you how your weekend weekend was, but Jesus, it's Monday, I can't talk, but... Um, <laughs> it feels like a Monday. You actually did a thing this weekend. I did, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a long, crazy, hectic week, and I got suckered into doing a thing I haven't done in ages, in ages, in ages, it seems like. Yeah, so for the, uh, for the listeners who haven't picked up on this, mentioned it a few times in a few episodes, Brandon does this... Uh, you know, this magic illusion thing, which, you know, (laughs) they're not tricks. They're illusions for all of the arrested development fans out there. Yeah. There you go. I like it. But you want to did a thing like you actually had to like go to a place full of people and, and and be entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) How to work out. It it was, it was fine. You know, you you were opening up for somebody or contextually. Yeah. Yeah. Contextually, a buddy hits me up with just a few days notice and, says, hey, man, I'm, I'm putting on this show. Like, COVID's getting to be over. We can at least get together and do live entertainment again. I need somebody to open up, warm up the crowd. I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't even been around that many people in over a year, let alone uh, entertaining. being responsible for entertaining them. So, yeah, it, you know, a couple, couple of the few days I had go by, and I'm in panic mode. I'm like, yeah, I can't. I can't get up in front of them. Like, couple hundred people and do a thing. And it's just not where I'm at. And so, you know, relegated to a entertaining close up mingling amongst the crowd during cocktail hour. Same, same end result. Lot, yeah, for sure. A lot less stress on me. Yeah. How'd the whole thing go off? You it took, was good. It was, it was good. So you took photos and watched the thing and yeah, of course I'm going to hang out and support, you know? Yeah. I, I wasn't so bad that I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> made yourself disappear <laughs> and, and for my next trick. So folks, you'll, this episode is going to be a little all of, like, like we usually are a little all over the map, but this one truly all over the map. So we're going to circle back around to the whole magic thing at some point, but we're going to talk about just weird shit. People have smuggled on the planes and, and then, and then allude to a thing. You'll, you'll get where we're going here in a second, but we, yeah, I, I got to give a shout out because you know, we do a thing. We researched some stuff over the weekend. We kind of knew what we were talking about. And again, we stumbled into these rabbit holes. I didn't even realize TSA has its own like Twitter page. Yeah. To like let folks know like probably what you shouldn't bring. Like, Hey, don't be, don't, don't be this guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we, we just started. They, they could do a better job. They just need to publicly shame. Like if you're, if you're so stupid as to try and carry some of the things on a plane that I've, I've seen people try and carry on. They, they need to like shame them stand against this wall. We're going to photograph you with this contraband because it's one thing to have like the cigarette lighter or the pocket knife you carry all the time. You know, we forget about that. Yeah. I mean, the, the little things like the stun gun phone, I mean, I came across that one. Like, yeah, I'm going to sneak that one by. I, I got I to bring this taser on the plane just in case. Or the grenade. Yeah, a rocket launcher. You know, that yeah, one. there was that one. Yeah. That, that, at least that guy put it in his checked luggage. So, you know, you can, yeah. you can transport firearms and whatnot. But The comb dagger. 
Like in folks, they're not, they're not fucking around these days. Like passengers are a little unruly. So it's not like you're going to like, Hey, I need to like, you know, walk in here with my walker and I've got my sword inside of it. Like, but I'll tell you what, like, I don't really have a problem flying, but I start looking through some of this shit. And like the number of times people have tried to smuggle things like snakes, like don't bring a bag of venomous snakes on a fucking plane. Like that would freak me out. Like, you're in a well, of course tube, it would, but you know, forty thousand miles above the air, right? And like somebody's like, "Oh, you know, let me go get my thing out of my luggage I got over here in the overhead bin," and you spill a bunch of snakes on people. They made a movie about this. I, you referenced this but snakes on a plane with Samuel L. Jackson. I forget they they had a working title, and I think if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but he insisted. He's like, "This title's shit. We got to call it Snakes on a Plane. Just just get to the fucking point." Which I could totally see Samuel L. Jackson doing, going, we're making a movie about snakes on a plane. Call it snakes on a plane. I just wouldn't be down. I mean, it's that a would, cult classic. Yeah, I would, that would be a thing, man. I would, you know, that freaked me out a little bit. And yeah, now that I've I'm looked at this stuff. People it, on a plane. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's one thing when you try to bring on like your assist donkey or your, you know, emotional, <laughs> your emotional pig animal, whatever the hell. My, my emotional that. support peacock, you know, it's got to ride. Yeah. First there's, class with me. There's a lot of birds. People yeah. try to smuggle a lot of birds. Was that an account? Yeah, somebody, These things are valuable. Giant you know, lobster. Did you see the giant lobster? I did. I did. Well, the guy, he had, he had a massive, I think he had 13 lobsters total, but he was fine. Yeah. They're, they were they're just big. amused. Yeah. The biggest yeah. one was 20 pounds. He yeah, was on his way down to, a, I guess, to a lobster bake, lobster boil thing Wherever he was, I, I, I would assume he just caught him in his own traps. He's like, I got a 20 pounder. I'm bringing down for this thing and 12 others too. Let's go. You think he like gave one of them to the TSA? People? Like, you know, dude, you want to take this home? Do, a Do thing. it. Hold a it's a party. conversation piece. Yeah. You know, you, you get on a plane and everybody either just stares at the ceiling or occasionally you make small talk. Like you want to be the guy with a cooler full of lobsters, live lobsters. <laughs> you know, why not? Or snakes for that matter. Yeah. Have you seen, have you personally witnessed any, I've personally witnessed some crazy, some really crazy shit, right? I, I have. I've, I've seen some things that are ridiculous and some things that are offensive and, and certain people would get yanked out of line and clearly it wasn't random. Um, myself, I've been pulled out a few times for various and sundry ephemera I carry upon my person and in my bags and belongings. Like What? It's I, the, well. There was one time I got I got yanked out. I had this. It, it basically it's a crystal ball, like a four inch crystal ball, and I guess it looked just really bizarre in whatever X ray machine they use. Yeah. And, and and they were very very cautious <laughs> because it it looked like this glowing orb. Like it's four inches in my bag, but it looked. I I don't know if it was refracting you know, rays or wavelengths of whatever they use, but it looked just massive and intimidating. And they're like, sir, can you come over here? <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on right now? What did I leave in my bag? Because what was I've, this for? I've, it's, it's for contact juggling. Oh, okay. So like, if you've ever seen the, uh, the movie, the labyrinth with David Bowie and he, he has like the crystal balls mm-hmm. and, and does these really elaborate movements and things. That was a gentleman named Michael motion who's an incredible juggler, but it, I, I, I own these things. Occasionally I travel with them and whatnot, but you know, it's, I've gotten on a plane like accidentally with 
you know, contraband far more dangerous than this. So when they pulled me out, I'm like, oh shit, did I do this again? What did they find? Yeah. Yeah. And turns out, yeah, it was a, you know, piece of acrylic that just was scary to them, I suppose. Do you think they thought it was like, like, didn't have like a thing on the top or like a watch attached to it, right? So was it like a nuclear fusion bomb or something? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, who knows? Who knows what they were thinking? But we had to very carefully get into my bag. And I'm like, here's a deck of cards. Did you here's do a trick? Coins. No, like, God, no, no. And you're like, <laughs> no, you're like was, hey, let was, me do a thing. I was already late as it was. Yeah, that'd I'm, freak I'm them the fuck to, out. They'd be like, I'm trying yeah, to go. lock that you know? dude up. He just hid like four coins somewhere, like in his nose. Like what else is he smuggling? I mean, we'll circle back to that. I mean, so Because I've, I've heard you hear all these stories over the years in the magic community. I could uh, only imagine some of them you take with a grain of salt, but this one, I believe I won't mention the gentleman's name, but he was a, a stage performer uh, who did a very um, beautiful dove act, you know, producing birds and whatnot. And he traveled into a foreign country with his animals that were trained for his act to do a performance. And as so often happens when traveling with livestock, they quarantined the birds. Okay. And he's like, oh, fuck. I don't have time. <laughs> like I have To this, train up a bunch of birds. I have yeah. this gig. My train birds are in quarantine, and that overlaps with my gig. What do I do? And so, of course, like, if we'll make no illusions about it. Like, these types of acts have multiple secret pockets and places to store things that are going to appear or vanish or what have you. So he shows up wherever they've got the animals quarantined, and he's acquired some native animals that aren't trained for his act and is smuggling them on his person. And he's like, Hey, I just want to check in on my animals. See, you know, that they're doing oh, okay and them? check on their well being. And so he gets into the room and he's got you know a duplicate set of doves hidden on his person. And literally, where do you go get them? Like, boom, like boom, he just boom. knew where to buy these things. Like, what do you I'm sure it? he contacted a magician buddy on the ground. He's like, Hey, where, hey, where, where can I, I acquire some, some doves? Right. Untrained ones. Um, yeah, untrained. Like but cheap. yeah, so he swaps these fuckers for the ones that he wanted That's to hilarious. have. And then walks out of the room and nobody's the wiser. Um, 100% believe that story is true. Because it was just a crime. No. It was a crime of necessity. And uh, yeah, like, and, it's no. brilliant. Like, I'm just, I just, I want to check on the well-being of my, of my pets in quarantine. And what I'm really doing is like committing this caper. That is crazy. That probably violated some international laws, but just a few. Neither here nor there, right? Yeah. Anyhow, before we go and take a break, do you, just as a PSA for people, right? Jump on. So the 14 questions is now started following the official site of TSA. We're going to follow a few others too, but they have a Twitter account. Yes. So like literally nine hours ago, they they put a tweet out there about, you know, July 4th, like really cool. Hey, don't travel with one of these. And it's like this knife with like an American flag, you know, handle on it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't bring this to the party. That and the, like a, they're, they're mentioning like a seven inch buoy knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That and a, apparently they're a little sensitive about fireworks as well. Like bringing things that go boom onto a plane is not a good fucking idea. Right. I can't so, imagine why this would be problematic. No, but it's, it's fascinating. So folks, this is kind of, this is kind of a thing. Like I was like, wow, you can get on the Twitter feed of the TSA. I'm sure they have something over in the face spaces too. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, it's kind of, kind of fun to skim that one, put yeah, it in your sure. feed. Who knows I what think comes I up? I, I want to say the TSA has an eBay account too. 
I'm almost they do. Well, and there's, yeah, there's a, they? there's a few companies and, in, and, in, in back in the day, I knew a few, few people that got into the, the world of, Hey, I show up, I've got a knife on me. Oh shoot. It's a heirloom of a family or whatever. And there was a way to like sign a thing out and make sure it got back to you. Cause yeah, at you some make, one point in time, they would yourself. Just, yeah. Yes, exactly. So anyhow, but, uh, with that being said, you want to hit break and then come back and yeah, talk we'll about a thing. Take a, take a quick break. All right. We'll be right back. Sit tight. Welcome back to the 14 questions. Man, that was a good break. That was good. <laughs> so this is what we were talking about, like, you know, smuggling things, hiding things, birds, snake, whatever. Contraband on airplanes. And we can't really bring up all of these subjects and topics without uh, giving a shout out to the greatest smuggler the galaxy has ever seen. This is, well, this is a story that came, it's, it, it's evolving. Well, yeah, they've written like so many books. I'm talking about Han Solo, the oh. smuggler of smugglers, the scoundrel, the handsome gentleman smuggler. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. Here we go again with the aliens. Everyone's talking about aliens. The guy, Maybe the guy, we should have done UFOs get again. into him like he was smuggling drugs across the galaxy, really, is what, you know, they, they allude to it in the original films. He's a smuggler. and Yeah. Like he smuggled like an astromech droid with the blueprints to destroy this massive weapon, the empire. But primarily, I think it was, what was it? Spike, which was basically the Star Wars cocaine. <laughs> that's what he, that's, who knows that, what that was his yeah. business. Yeah. But on a more serious note, you were saying. <laughs> well, so what I was saying is I did, you know, I, I doing my podcasting, listening to the podcast I follow. Another shout out again, Planet Money. Love you people dearly anyhow they touched on a thing and it's the whole and i'd heard about this right so carlos gosen the nissan ceo well he's also renault's ceo so there's a whole money story to this layer yeah he was ceo of two different auto manufacturers two, well three, it actually turns out like three three because of mitsubishi okay you yeah, know yeah, brings the thing back does a thing he's like a rock star moves to japan you know what was he, I guess he underreports a few things like, you know, his income. Allegedly. 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 And then apparently they, no. they like chuck him in jail, right? Because that's, you know, can you imagine if we did that in this country? Like he underreported a thing, you're going to prison. Be like, well, yeah, because he was accused of like writing off personal losses on, on the company. Oh, that shit never <laughs> happens, right? You know, like, oh, like there, were, there were a few things that allegedly, I can't say that enough, he did. But, and, but again, uh, he, you know, on the books, like really turned like Nissan around. I mean, it was pretty incredible. So they do a yeah, really good I mean, job. I'm sure he felt like he was owed something and had a little leeway. <laughs> well, the, but, and, and well, and it hit to his point, I won't, there, you know, right? nothing against, you know, I'm not, don't want to step on playing on his toes, but they basically get into the, the, a lot of the premises. He didn't report some, I don't know, future options and retirement stuff because he's like, I haven't made it yet. I haven't actually taken the money out of the piggy bank, whatever the, the yeah, story is. It's all hypothetical and whatnot. The reason I mentioned this though, 
okay, is because basically Amanda Archek, I hope I get her name right, over there on Planet Money. This was June 23rd, 2021. So just recent episode of theirs. She, her co-host on that is this guy, Kirk. Didn't catch his last name. But anyhow, they're doing a four, he's doing a four-part series from HBR called The Rise and Fall of Carlos Gosen, right? And I'm going to have to oh, listen cool. to Oh, cool. Yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one. Because then doing further research, I come across this um, article in Vanity Fair that was done July 23rd, 20, by um, Mei Zhang. I think I'm getting her name right or wrong. They need a, they need phonetic. Like when you put your name out there, like maybe I need to do that for years. People pronounce my name wrong all the time, but neither yours isn't that difficult, but I'm, I can see it happening. But so Vanity Fair gets into this whole deal. And this is a layered story. Like it's, it's now circled all the way back around, I guess in my head where I'm going with this is the guy and his son, you know, so there was the former green beret guy yeah, so to lend some context, th- this guy's obviously facing some trouble and problems in Japan. Just a few. He needs to go somewhere. So once again, he hires someone to get him out. Yeah, and there's a guy that knows a guy and, you know, you know. whatever. And then they got to they gotta basically smuggle him. Like, not just smuggle him. Like, get him out of his house that's being guarded. Yeah. Monitored. Because at this point in time, I guess he's under home arrest. So this guy, uh, Michael Taylor, who's between jobs, you know, it's the quote in here is he receives a phone call from a friend, an old friend. Hey, I hear you do a thing. Can you figure a thing out? It's a really interesting story. So I I, I encourage anybody, like you get four free reads with Vanity Fair before you got to hit their (laughs) paywall, okay? This one's on us is at the bottom of it. But it's a really good article. And so they go into both sides of this, not just you know, the ghost inside of this, but the guy that's now, I guess they've got extradition papers against him. Like the marshal showed up, his son like comes into his room. They're like, Hey, there's 15 people out front. (laughs) Apparently maybe we shouldn't have moved that music box out of Japan. Yeah. Cause they, they they basically, my understanding, they built essentially like an ATA road case. Yes. Stuck him inside of it, got him to the airport Private terminal, yada, yada. We just have some well, electronic equipment here. So Threw him on the plane, holes cut in it like he's a hamster. Right. And, it, but the, the coolest thing I thought got about. got him out, right? They knew, he knew the basic weight of a subwoofer in one of these roadie containers was 130 pounds. And okay. Carlos yeah. was 165. So it was down to that granular detail of... You know, can we do this? We don't want it. We we don't want it to fit through an x-ray machine. We want it to fit on the plane, but we don't want it to be so heavy. It'll be noticed. Yeah. And you got a live human being side of it. Yeah. I mean, these seem like reasonable variables to account for. Right. If you're, if you're going to fake a thing, like cut, cut, cut off the woofers with the grills or screens, put them in the foam, but really that's just a false yeah, you know, false top to the thing. So right. if you open it up, you go, oh, okay, that's what's in here. That no big deal. Hopefully, we can sweet talk them and, and move on. So I mean, it's a fascinating story. And then in, the, the other thing that just kind of blows my mind is that this hit the news that he was smuggled out in a in a musical container or whatnot. I I, I have a recollection of driving down the road listening to yeah, I remember hearing about it too. And 
And then there was like a PSA, like public service announcement. Do not stuff people into cello cases or whatever the hell people were like doing. And I forget what company it was. Like, don't do this. This is dangerous. <laughs> it turns out some, some of these things are relatively airtight. Yeah, well, and, but that brings me around to the whole thing. Like, okay, so you hire, you know, some former Green Beret special guy that knows a bunch of people. Do you think they consulted a, a magician? Probably not. But if they had, it, it would have been over-engineered too. Really? In my, yeah, I, I would say. Like, if you're going to do something like, like this, why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you reach out and be like, hey, you cut people in half <laughs> on stage and put them back together. You guys, you guys are good at hiding bodies. That's the whole thing when it comes to, like, stage illusion, right? How do we build a thing to hide a body? It's bizarre. <laughs> you know, if you distill it down to its essence. Are you going to tell any of our listeners any of these tricks? I, no. That'd be bad. I would, like, violate a code or something. What is this? We're, we're going to have to, we're going to dig into this and we're going to do like a three part series on this, whatever secrets y'all like your secret club of people, whatever you do. <laughs> it's so funny because it has such an esoteric reputation, but really, especially in today's age, secrets kind of travel willy nilly. There's, there's not, it's not nearly as guarded as you might think. Uh, but, real. but yeah, um, but then there are, we'll get into it at some other time. Like there's, there's definitely a magic underground. Really? still kind of has the old mentality of you, you need to earn your right to this information and knowledge. Uh, and that's, that's another discussion for another time, but it, that gets really fascinating. Well, I was, so when we, we decided to hit this topic and do a thing and then I start researching as a, you know, know nothing person about magic. And I'm like, Brandon, did you know that magic started? Like it, it would do. Yeah. And then Brandon read me like basically four times as much information as I could find <laughs> on wiki. I'm like, yes, we can get into this. Yeah. It's been around for a long time now. Turns out. Yeah. It's like a long time. It's Yeah. It's, it's a long, but it, it, and then and pivots on one the, trick, right? Right. Right. Or one illusion, the cups and balls. Like that's sort arguably, of the, I mean, arguably. We, we think, yeah, that, that, that may be the first depiction we have now. It's probably been around even longer than that. Um, what, what was the document? My brain is failing. I think it was the, maybe the West Car Papyrus had a reference. I think it was the West Car Papyrus. I don't know. Reference to uh, this court magician. <laughs> Uh, for one of the pharaohs. Um, but yeah. No. The reason this blows my mind, actually, and I'll, I'll shout out to folks that, uh, you know, I went to, uh, you know, did schooling and art and art history and stuff like that. So you, you, you bump into a lot of stuff, like from old Egyptian stuff to painting, whatever. I, for the life of me, I don't remember one reference to anything that has to do with, like, magic or illusion but there's, once you dig into it, there is a ton, whether or not it's, you know, clay cups or copper, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, no, I started going down that rabbit hole and I'm like, yeah, oh, ma this magic is, 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 it's strangely intertwined with, um, technological advancement and, and religion. You know, if you mm. really start to dive in to the rabbit holes and you go, huh, mm. these things run very parallel throughout the, the lines of history, which it makes sense because, uh. 
who was it, Einstein, I think, said that any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Really? I think, I think that's an Einstein quote. Um, again, flying off the cuff here. I don't yeah. have any notes in front of me. So Brandon, but, but it makes sense. Like, Brandon has, so for our listeners, he has me going on this like thing now that I have to go look, which is really cool, by the way, the cup and ball stuff, like on YouTube and some of the links you sent me. Yeah. I, I sent Dan on a mission. I said, if you, if you want to start to wrap your head around the scope of this craft, uh, and I think I sent you probably 11, at least variations of the same trick within about 35 seconds of the because, same trick. And, and yeah. some of them are incredibly traditional and some of them are very on the cutting edge avant garde of, of modern magic and interpretation, but still the same plot and the same trick. Uh, and to me, that's, what's really fascinating about it is, is we, we take these traditional effects. If you distill it down, I think, uh, Daryl Fitzky, uh, in one of his books, I, I believe it was The Trick Brain. Uh, it's a book on magic theory. Boiled it down and he said there's basically 22 effects in all of magic. So you can have like an appearance or a, a, a vanish, a disappearance of a thing or a right. teleportation or a transfiguration. But 22. 22, if you boil them down to their essence, what is the magical thing? Mm. There's 22 and then everything else is just a variation on those themes. And then when you get to see the art that gets applied to it, it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. Well, so, so I was following the, the Ricky Jay's one. Yeah. Like where he's trying to explain the history of this cup and balls thing. And he goes on. And then the kind of funny thing that I came across was that one magician you said you didn't remember. Yeah. But I'm he references a guy with, yeah. like he had no arms or legs, but he would do this trick. But he had 14 kids, so I'm like, that's kind of funny. We're the 14 Questions podcast, and yeah. he had 14, whatever. I mean, you don't need arms and legs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, this this guy was fine, because you're trying to listen to him, follow the history, and then you're kind of like, well, I know what he's, no, I don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. It's wild. That's a brilliant performer. Ricky Jay was an incredible yeah. performer. Uh, shame he's not with us anymore. But if you get a chance, look up uh, Ricky Jay and his 52 assistants. Yeah, wild. That was, that was an off-Broadway Thing he did that ended up being picked up by HBO back in the day. Hmm. Well, well worth it. And I, and I believe that Cups and Balls performance is an excerpt from that show now that we're talking about it. Yeah. So that's good. It's really cool to watch. But anyhow, I thought, you know, maybe you'd hire somebody like this. Like we need to smuggle a thing onto a plane. There's a human being involved. Hey, we're not going to cut them in half tonight. We just need to stuff them in a box. <laughs> We just need to hide them and get them through airport security. And, and then if the box opens, they if, need to see something else. If like I were not a betting snakes. man, if I were a betting man, I'd say that these things have happened. We just haven't heard about them. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and this is what this kind of interesting about the Vanity Fair article is that this whole heist became so well known. The people that pulled it off were like, and then somebody else took credit for it. And they were like, oh, thank God, somebody else took credit for it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, shit, no, they actually know kind of yeah. what was going on as, as well done as it was. Again, the story hasn't ended. No, not which yet. Which is why I'm so. excited to, like, jump over to this um, podcast, the four-part thing, and then, you know. Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting to, yeah. to dive down and listen to that and, and get the whole scope of what went on. Oh, Absolutely. So I guess before we leave it, I got to do one more shout out because I've been scanning the Twitter feeds over here with TSA and Department of Homeland Security or whatever their relationship is. They have a Twitter thing too. 
and they give a shout out to their dogs that work for them. So the Jang dog or whatever, you know, it's this cool dog. He's wearing a bandana around his neck. He's got sunglasses on. He's sort of like, yo, (laughs) you bring in snakes or drugs on this plane. I'm going to sit right beside you. I got your number. I got your number. number. So I'm going to, I'm going to start following some of these dogs. I mean, you know, maybe Teddy can get a job. I was going to say, I'm put Teddy to work. Yeah. He's working really hard. Oh, he does a fine job just laying on the nice cool floor over here in the studio yeah so he finds us guests from time to time every once in a while yeah so there you go you want to leave it there yeah on that note all right until next time until next time Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.